Welcome to Giant Cocktails Happy Hour, a podcast where two amateur mixologists introduce homemade cocktails and discuss what makes each one a giant hit. Now, here are your hosts, Finn and Matthew Henry. Hey there, festive sippers and seasonal celebrators. I'm Matthew Henry, your navigator of the Nog, steering us from the bountiful shores of Thanksgiving to the twinkling lights of Christmas. And lighting the way through this holiday transition is Ben Henry, the conductor of the Yuletide Symphony and Festive Flavors. As we wave goodbye to pumpkin pies and welcome in the winter wonderland, our cocktails capture the essence of this magical transition. Whether you're still savoring the last slice of pumpkin spice or eagerly eggnogging, we've got the perfect pour for your palate. So dust off your jingle bells and cozy up with a cup. It's time to toast to the holiday season on Giant Cocktails Happy Hour. How you doing, Conductor? Ooh, Conductor. I mean... It's not quite so powerful. Yeah, you're not leading any nations. Yeah. But you're leading a an orchestra. That is true. That is true. And so I'm still in charge. And that's the important thing, is that I still call the shots and tell everyone what to do. And it's kind of like a fancy version of a rock star. Once upon a time, conductors were the rock stars, you know, before there was rock stars, before there was rock. That's right. But anyway, uh, yeah, I like Conductor. How am I doing? Oh, man. I am... uh... Well, Matthew, I'm still kind of coming off that Thanksgiving high. Hey, I really want to apologize for the handful of sweet potatoes that ended up in your face. (laughs) I'm not saying you didn't deserve it. But I recognize now that I may have had too much of the aperitif bar. <laughs> and I was probably in the wrong. Well, I'm, I'm glad that it, 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 apology accepted. You know, that's what happens in our family anyway. You know, food flies and then you forgive each other. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, that's our motto. <laughs> right after do it to them before they do it to you. It's forget the food fights (laughs) (laughs) or something. I don't know. I'm doing good, though. It was a good Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday, and I'm still kind of basking in the afterglow. And, you know, I I like the rest of the season, too. So it's going to be a nice easing of the ways. How are you? I'm, I'm doing all right. My twins went back to college today, drove the eight hours or so down to L.A., and then my son dropped my daughter off at the train station so she could continue her journey to San Diego. I, I, it was too quick though. I, I, I already missed them. Although my son's coming back in a week in like eight days, he's got a finals and then he's done. Oh, wow. So he'll be, yeah, it's weird, but he'll be back. The only regret I have is that I didn't tell my youngest. Somehow I just assumed that she knew they were going back this morning to school and so this afternoon, when I was telling her something about her sister, she's like, well, you can just ask her. <laughs> and I was like, 
no, I can't. She went back to school. And then at that moment, I realized that she didn't know. She thought that they had just like gone for the day and were coming back. And uh, and I felt kind of bad because, uh, you know, she while she is significantly younger, she, I think she's starting to really like being around them. And uh, and we didn't <laughs> let her say goodbye. So that was my that was my parenting fail for for the week. Wow. But uh, yeah, we're full FaceTime tomorrow and make amends. It'll be all right. But, you know, I have a question for you. All right. OK, go for it. So Thanksgiving now in the rearview mirror. So the the only thing like starting at 12.01 on Friday, 12.01 a.m. on Friday, the Christmas music started on our local radio station. And so I guess it's time for Christmas and or or whatever winter holiday you celebrate or not. But in our case, it's Christmas. And so I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. When do you get or maybe just set up your Christmas tree? And are there cocktails involved? Oh, I see. Well, so first of all, Matthew, regardless of what uh, holidays you may or may not celebrate during this season, regardless of any of that, it is still the tried and true American shopping season. And that music that you hear, it's not really meant to get you into the spirit of the holidays and whatever religion you celebrate, your god or gods or, or you know, trees or mythical characters or spaghetti monsters or whatever it may be. It's actually meant to make you shop, right? That's why it's there. That's why they keep playing it in the stores. It's meant to make you feel like spending money and you can't escape that. So so for all of us, it is now that season. So welcome and congratulations. We're all here. We all made it to Black Friday. Congrats. <laughs> and so when so you might be asking, when do I put up my Black Friday decorations? Yes. When do I put up my shopping season decorations? Well, we actually let my eldest child make that decision because their birthday is between Christmas and Thanksgiving. And we... So you don't want to like celebrate the, the shopping season until you've celebrated the child? Is that is that it? Right. Well, it's sort of, yes, sort of. But really what it is, we now let them make the decision. And most of the time they like the decorations to go up early before before their birthday rather than after their birthday to maximize the season because they really like the decorations. You know, I mean, they really like the pictures of, you know, the, the one lady holding the other lady in a headlock as they fight over the blender. Are there cocktails involved? <sighs> usually we do it with hot cocoa. We usually do it all together as a family. And we we drink our hot cocoa from our our, our mugs that are that look like uh, shopping bags, and we all we all march around the uh, the Christmas. What do they call those things? The end cap, right? We have like a we have like a like a special department store end cap <laughs> as our thing that we decorate. You know, we put all these different like you know, useless crap that we've bought for other people. It's kind of like a white elephant tree, sort of. Nice. Right? You know, some people have like these things called Christmas trees. We have a white elephant tree where we put all of our old purchases that we never opened, our old gifts that other people have bought for us. We put those all on a, on an old end cap that uh, we purchased legally from Walmart. Just, I, I don't know if I've ever been to your house during this season. I'm wondering how many of my gifts are on that tree. <laughs> <laughs> 
oh, this is not true. We we do have a fake tree. We do have a fake tree. But man, I think I I think I'm in. I like this holiday I'm inventing. <laughs> it's like a more bitter, cynical version of Festivus. Exactly. I yes. think I might do this next year. <laughs> but I somehow I still feel like you'll you'll share do the airing of grievances. Like I feel like that's that's something that's. Uh... Oh, that's. That's tried and true. That's, that's a tried and true part of, of, of the holiday season. Yes, for sure. How about you? When do your decorations go up? Well, so we traditionally do it like the weekend, the first full weekend in December, like like not the one right after Thanksgiving, whatever that is, but then like the first one, in, which is coming up. And I was anticipating that, but then my son will be home like two days later. And my, my daughter will not, she's like, she's still got like two or three weeks left. So I think we'll wait until after my son gets back at least. So at least we have one more kid doing the whole thing. And we, we actually go and pick out a live tree and bring it home and, and, you know, wrestle with the, uh, the stand and put it up in there. And then I have to wrap it in lights and do all that fun stuff. And then we have all, we have a lot of, 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 of ornaments because our tradition has been every Christmas we buy an ornament that's meaningful for that year to, for each, but each person in the family. And so we have lots and lots of ornaments. In fact, we're getting to have too many and I'm kind of ready for my adult children to move out so that I can give them theirs. That was the whole point is that they would have their own starter set of ornaments that they've had since they were an infant. But right now they're on my tree and our tree is getting quite, quite, quite overloaded. And and then as I'm saying this, I'm realizing this is our first Christmas with our kittens, and I have no idea how that's going to go. So stay tuned for stories about the cats and the Christmas tree because I feel like I feel like that could go poorly. We we have not had that problem with any of our other cats, but these two are very mischievous, and I feel like I feel like that's happen going to happen. Well, Matthew, if you did the the white elephant tree like I do, you could get one of those special cases that they put around the tree, around the the, the shelves these days <laughs> to prevent shoplifting. You know, so you so you have the nine. You have to call the the call the shopper up with the key. Yeah. To right, right to to get the the nine dollar bottle of antacids right you have to call them up and they have to come with the key and it takes 25 minutes because you know life sucks and uh, yeah if you had one of those you could electrify it and then when the cats touched it zap no problem problem solved all right i'll think i'll I'll think about that all right all right well you know what time it is is it that time it's that time for tip Tip of of the the day. day tip of the day ben tip of the day. So I was thinking as I was getting ready for seasonal cocktails that were coming up and I felt like the tip should be like, what should you have in your bar? What are some go-tos that would be good to have if you're you know, going to be making some uh, holiday themed cocktails? And so some of the things that came to mind for me were St. Elizabeth's All Spice Dram and that will that will sell out possibly at your local store. So if you're thinking about that, you should go and get that early. Amaretto, another one. Creme de menthe, if you're into the whole like Christmas, you know, kind of Christmas cane, kind of minty drinks, that could be something. And definitely an orange liqueur, because I think, you know, Christmas, you know, has evokes that 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 fruit in particular. And for a spirit, nothing beats the piney notes of gin. Or, or maybe the dark notes of a good bourbon. I think you know either one could go either way. But I think those are your 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 must-haves if you're going to be exploring some of the more 
Christmas or holiday themed cocktails going forward. So that's my tip of the day, Ben. Stock up. Yeah. You know, I would also add to this a spirit that a liqueur rather that you have been using a lot in a lot of your cocktails in the past. And I always ask you questions about it as if I've never heard of you using it before. (laughs) So I have finally purchased this and it is now in my bar. And I think it's a perfect addition because it has these kind of nice cinnamony notes to it, which is the Dom Benedictine. And yeah, so I think that would be a perfect addition to your liqueurs. Definitely second the gin on this one. You know, also a rum is always is always perfectly, perfectly good for the holiday season. But yeah, gin, you know, lean into the gin, folks. Lean into the gin. It's not nearly as scary as as it sounds. Yeah. And 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 maybe you and I can push people gently in that direction in the coming few weeks. Maybe we can. And maybe you will today. But I am not. No, I'm not either. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, so no gin cocktails today. No gin cocktails today. Yeah. Not today. In fact, I don't have bourbon or gin in my cocktail uh, today. Ooh, I do. I definitely already into the holiday season here. I definitely linked into it. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, I feel like I am too. I feel like this one fits, but it now that I look at this, it doesn't have anything right. that's... That's in the what I just gave as a tip. But all right, all right. Well, maybe we sh- you should just jump into it then and and tell us like what you're drinking today, Matthew. All right. Well, I am drinking an original cocktail that I am calling La Revolution. Viva la Revolution! La That's right. Viva la Revolution! My original title was something around like Cinco de Mayo, but that's not obviously really relevant to now. It's like seven months ago, man. Seven months ago. Yeah, exactly. And so so what's in a La Revolution? I'll tell you what's in it, and that might might give you some insight into the name of the cocktail. So this cocktail has one ounce of cognac, one ounce of Añejo tequila, oh. a half ounce of banana liqueur, hmm. one ounce of sweet vermouth, mm-hmm. And two dashes of Aztec chocolate bitters. And you combine all of those into a mixing glass with ice. Give it a good stir for about 30 seconds. And then strain it into a chilled coupe glass and express an orange twist over the cocktail and drop it in the drink. That is what I'm drinking. I'm calling La Revolution, which is the French cognac battling the Mexican Añejo tequila for the Battle of Puebla <laughs> or something like that. I don't know. But but surprisingly, Ben, mm-hmm. this cocktail is very balanced and it, it, the, the battle could have gone either way. And and the 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 cognac and the tequila give this depth and this richness that kind of play really nice together. And the banana liqueur is subtle, but it gives you this kind of sweetness and this fruitiness to it. And then the sweet vermouth, and I know that you have trouble with sweet vermouth. It's not my favorite either, but this one just, it gets, it's layered in there and is just, just part of the complexity. It's not overpowering. You're not, the first thing you drink is not like, oh, sweet vermouth. This is a, it's a whole different flavor. 
And then the chocolate bitters, you know, bring that kind of rich chocolate kind of aftertaste to it. This is a very, it, it is sweet. It profiles sweet for sure, but it is a very balanced cocktail and something that I think is appropriate for the coming winter months. So that's what I'm drinking today. La Revolution. Wow. Okay. So first of all, what I really like about this is the cognac and the tequila and you calling this the La Revolution, because that's very clever. Uh, throw in some Aztec bitters. And the banana liqueur, I mean, I, I I don't know that that really fits in here. I think this is just you trying to get rid of the last of your banana liqueur. So <laughs> I'm not trying to get rid of it. I love the banana liqueur. I'm like, which more ways can I add to it? Uh, got it. This gives it a nice kind of fruity flavor at the end. It's, it's it, it complements. It goes with it. So don't don't push back on that. Don't knock it till you try it. Right. Well, I do know that it probably does pair very well with the Aztec chocolate bitters because those are two very traditional flavors that go together very well. I think the cognac here is is probably mellowing out the tequila a little bit. You know, I don't know that this is a fair fight. Like if I were to pair these two up, you know, unlike that particular battle, I, I think the favorite in this battle would be the tequila. Right. Because yeah. the cognac is definitely going to get a little bit overwhelmed by that. But but in, in this case, it's probably mellowing that out a little bit. So I, I really do like all of this. I think sticking with the theme, the sweet vermouth is the blood and gore of the battle. <laughs> right? Yes. Because it's like, because it's Italian. So that really, it doesn't really fit from, from that sense. You know, I tried going with the Pedro Jimenez sherry. Yeah. To really kind of follow in that, it was just too sweet. Right, right. So I had to. It was so I had to go with the vermouth. Right. Well, you know, battle is bitter. It is. Yes, Matthew. And so you did need a little bit of that bitter finish, like the 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 thrill of 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 you know I don't know nationalism and and pride is all there up front in the vermouth. But yeah, then as the battle wages and you just realize it's just all a bunch of just a bunch of BS. And then the bitterness kicks in at the end. So I do like the addition of the vermouth here. From a from an actual spirit context, this is really complex. There's a lot of complex flavors going on here. There's there's definitely a lot of balancing going on, for sure, with the sweetness of the sweet vermouth and the banana liqueur, the spiciness of the, the tequila. The one thing that I will note here, Matthew, is you are taking a bit of a risk with this añejo, añejos usually don't go in cocktails. Like usually we do a reposado or lesser, but you're just you're just going all out here. Yeah, I just I really wanted the richness of the of the tequila, and to be honest, I didn't even think of doing a reposado. I'd have to try it with the reposado. It would probably be okay, but I think the añejo and its kind of richness really. I felt like it was a good like neighbor or compliment to the cognac. That's a good point, you know, because now as I look at all of these, the cognac plus the añejo plus the banana and the vermouth and the chocolate. Now, a lot of these are doing other things as well, but these are all very rich. This feels like a very almost decadent. It is. Kind of cocktail with without being overly sweet. Right. It's got sweet profile, but it is not overly sweet. And it is, but it is rich. And you can definitely, it's got like a thick mouthfeel and it's definitely got some richness to it that, you know, is maybe, you know, like think of a Boulevardier, but on steroids. Right, right. Ooh, 
Well, that sounds lovely. I would like to make this one, but as we learned last week, I don't have any tequila. Three bottles of mezcal, but no tequila. And I also don't have banana liqueur because you took it back home with you. And now I know why. I, I should have just left it. You should have. But yeah, I was I was planning on using it, so I, sorry. You were, yeah, yeah, because you're, you're hooked on it. You're hooked <laughs> on it. Well, I think this is, yeah, this is a very rich and interesting cocktail. I like it a lot. Thank you for sharing. Absolutely. So now it is your turn. What are you drinking today, Ben? Well, today, Matthew, I am drinking a cocktail that I am calling the Frosty Barrel. And what's in a frosty barrel? Well, it has two ounces of bourbon, half an ounce of Dom Benedictine, one ounce of lemon juice, three quarters of an ounce of simple syrup. And I, I, I wrote five to ten mint leaves, but really just a lot of mint leaves, folks. Just leave some over for the garnish, but a lot of mint leaves. And this cocktail is basically sort of like a, it's a cross between like a whiskey sour and, but it's made in the julep style. So the way that you pull it all together is you take either the cheater tin or the pint glass portion of your shaker or just the bottom of your shaker if you're using a, a cobble strainer, cobble shaker. And you're going to throw your mint leaves in there, but you're going to leave a few out for garnish. Then you're going to add your simple syrup and you're going to muddle that. Just a little bit, maybe just to break it up, just to loosen it up a little bit, to loosen up the oils a little bit, because you are going to leave them in there. And then you're going to add a bunch of ice, and you're going to add your bourbon, your Benedictine, and your lemon juice, and then you're going to shake all of that together until it's well chilled, about 10 to 15 seconds. And then you are going to double strain that into a highball class that you have already filled with crushed Ice. So this is where the julep part comes in, along with the mint and and the simple syrup. And then you're going to garnish that with more mint. And you get, obviously, a very refreshing and minty cocktail. But you get the added bonuses of the bourbon and the Benedictine, which turn this very summer-oriented cocktail into a holiday version. That's going back to our tip of the day. How do you make a cocktail, a winter cocktail, or a holiday season cocktail? You do it by adding a few of these different traditional flavors, which you can bring in with some of these standard spirits and liqueurs, such as the bourbon and the Benedictine. And you create basically a winter julep, which I am calling the Frosty Barrel, not the winter julep. And so it just comes out to be this very bright, but Christmassy, sorry, shopping season-y uh, cocktail. Yeah, that's, that's, that's amazing that you're able to just change one key ingredient right? by adding the Benedictine. When you talked about, you know, complexity, you know, that's it, right? I mean, the herbalness of the Benedictine just brings a lot to the table and you're no longer having a simple, you know, whiskey sour or a mint julep. This is something entirely different just with the addition of that Benedictine. And I could see how that would bring it into the holiday season because now you've got all these botanicals and herbs and, and spices that 
you wouldn't have had just with a normal cocktail. So this is great. I love it. I'm, I'm looking for, I have all these, so I am definitely going to make this cocktail. Well, you enjoy your frosty barrel, Matthew. Yeah, it is interesting how addition of one ingredient can really make to, to this particular profile. In fact, I mean, I know we're in the midst of winter, but a really easy way to make a julep be like a fruit-oriented julep is instead of this Benedictine, use something like a raspberry liqueur like Chambord or maybe a blueberry liqueur like the ones that I brought back for you from, from Iceland. Ooh, that's a good call. I, have to, I, haven't, I haven't figured out what to use that in, so maybe this is it. Yeah, a blueberry julep. And, and, and just the addition of that half ounce of that liqueur really, really changes this cocktail from being one kind of thing to a very different kind of thing. And, and in fact, in this particular case, you know, you could swap out maybe the Benedictine for a cinnamon liqueur. I'm not a big fan of the cinnamon liqueurs, except I did have a few really uh, exciting moments in, in college when I was definitely of legal age. <laughs> definitely. I, it's how I remember it anyway. With Goldschlager. Oh. You know. So, hey, there you go. Just add a little bit of Goldschlager in there instead of the Benedictine, and now you got a cinnamon frosty barrel. Yeah, and I think, Matthew, this begins our foray into, well, I mean, technically, technically this is still fall. Yeah, we still have like two and a half weeks until three weeks, three weeks maybe even until winter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I. Yeah, well, you know, so I, I do, one thing I do want to say is, is that a lot of the recipes that I have spouted out for the last five weeks or so, they're still all in play for the season, folks. So if you're going to be having some sort of get together or some sort of office party or other kind of party that is end of the year focused or holiday season focused, uh, I would encourage all of you, if you're looking for a recipe to use, you know, hey, take a look at one of our recipes, a recipe from the from the last week's. One of our recipes from the last few weeks. But that being said, I, I'm pushing forward, man. Like, I'm going to keep pumping out holiday-themed cocktails. But there are two big holidays coming up. Well, you know, I mean, there's, 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 the, we just passed one, Black Friday. It's okay. So, so Black Friday and then the next big holiday is New Year's Day. New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. I know everybody's probably celebrating some other ho- holiday in the middle. So I will be presenting recipes that are very useful for those holidays. You know, if you want to have a, 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 a last late Black Friday holiday party, or you're going to have a Christmas or a Hanukkah or a Kwanzaa or a solstice or a Festivus or a... Kwanzaa. We did that one. Hanukkah. Said that one. I'm, I'm, I'm out. Winter solstice, you're good. Did it. I said them all. Okay. All right. So if you're celebrating any of those, we're going to be making cocktails that are worthy of all of those holidays. But also, folks, the bubbles are coming. That's all I can say. It's like the bubbles are coming. In the next few weeks, the the bubbles are coming. Of course they are. Okay, so I know that Matthew has already thrown a few out there. I've thrown a few out there already. But now it's just nothing but bubbles for the rest of the year. You heard it here first. 
I don't know. That's a promise. Wow. Okay. I. We all know, if you're a regular listener of the show, that Ben likes to kind of go down his rabbit holes. That's right. And uh, likes to share it with everyone. And so I guarantee by January, you'll be sick of bubbles. <laughs> Pshaw. I will do my best to counteract the, the bubbles. The message that I'm hearing is that I need to provide the balance to your bubbles. So I will, I will do that while also staying within the holiday theme, because, you know, a good boxing day cocktail is important. Mm. That's right. That's right. That's the day that everybody goes back to return their purchases that they did not like for store credit. Right. <laughs> exactly. The second busiest shopping day of the year. <laughs> That's right. That's the official purpose of, of of Boxing Day. Is that you box up all of your gifts and then you 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 take them back to the store to get your store credit. Yeah. Uh, maybe we should set up some ground rules though. Okay. So when I say bubbles, do you? What if I came with like non-alcoholic bubbles? Oh sure. Would you be Would you be disappointed? I, I would be an interesting twist, but I'm sure you could pull it off. Right. I mean, well, because that's like a highball or something, right? Yeah, yeah. How do you balance bubbles? Just no bubbles? Yeah, yeah. Does that mean you're not going to be just, you're just going to be presenting uh, cocktails with no bubbles? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's a tough job, but somebody's got to do it. Yeah. Okay. So there you go, folks. You heard it. Matthew, I'm going to be bringing all the bubbles. Matthew is going to be boring. I won't be boring. I'll just be bubbleless. Right, right. He's going to have more room for higher ABV cocktails, right? That's right. Because I'm going to be watering mine all down with like this 12.5%, and you're just going to be like adding a third shot. Exactly. So, you know, I I will definitely, if you want to forget your holidays, I got you covered. All right. Well, there you go, folks. That's a promise. That's what we're bringing for the rest of the year, because it's all about celebration or not intoxication that's right celebration or both celebration celebration <laughs> but only with the only in the safety of your own home or with a designated driver i feel like i feel like cele cele what's it broxitation celebroxication mm. could be a red hot chili pepper song <laughs> Celebroxication. Exactly. Exactly. I'm not going to pretend to sing, but uh, you got. (laughs) Well, there you have it, folks. La Revolución y el Frostibero. If you liked either of these cocktails enough to try them yourselves, or maybe you made something better. Have Scott come over to your house, because apparently he just goes to people's houses uninvited these days. <laughs> just knocks on the door. You know, maybe have him come over to your house and take a picture of it. Or maybe don't do that and just paint a word picture of it and send it to us on Instagram, the Twitter formerly known as Twitter, Threads, or Mastodon. We love to interact with you all, and it really helps the show. You know what else helps the show, Matthew? leaving a positive review on Apple Podcasts, giving us a five-star rating, leaving some nice words. All of that would be greatly appreciated as it really does help the show. That's right. It absolutely... Allegedly. (laughs) 
I mean, that's I, that's what all the other podcasts say, so that's why I put it in the script. I don't know. Does anybody really know? We don't know. Everybody says it helps the show. I'm assuming that it must. I- we Yeah, we don't actually know. We don't actually know. But anyway, we will see you all next Monday when we will be drinking these very same cocktails while we ponder what is about to happen in the imminent winter meetings, which will be starting the very next day. That's right, on Monday, right? That's December 4th, yeah, one, two, yeah, December 4th, the winter meetings start. That's Monday. Woo-hoo! So we will be conjecturing there, like, you know, who is the team that will snatch Shohei Otani from us? We'll be talking about that next episode maybe he'll have already signed by then who knows allegedly that was the rumor i don't believe it it's gonna happen during the meetings it's gonna happen during the meetings but anyway folks um we'll see you all then until then matthew cheers my friend cheers ben adios everybody until we meet again oh god he's singing goodbye Thank you for listening to the Giant Cocktails Podcast. Until next time, bottoms up. I think we need to have a rule. What's that? Where you don't sing. You don't no sing singing? on our podcast. No singing? I could. I yeah. beatboxed last week. I think that was scatting. Uh, beatboxing is like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's beatboxing. We were scatting. Mmm, this is me tasting. Mmm, that's good. This is two weeks in a row where I've had a cat meowing in my uh, in my episode. Please hold. Get out!